This next video you're going to see is a narration of the last verse of Genesis 11 and then the first seven verses of Genesis 12. And it's a performance by an amazing man named Max McLean. I just discovered him. He's a believer. He's a member of Redeemer Presbyterian Church in Manhattan. He's from Panama originally, but you can't tell it by his performance. I hope you enjoy this rendition of Genesis chapter 12. Now Terah took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, Abram's nephew, his daughter-in-law Sarah, Abram's wife, and together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan. But when they arrived at Haran, they settled there. Terah died in Haran. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Leave your country your people, your father's household. Go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. If anyone curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram left as the Lord had told him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, all the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Now the Canaanites were in the land, but the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. Sir Abram built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. Isn't that amazing? He does the whole book of Genesis. Today I'd like to speak to you of all things on honoring Israel. Can we say Israel? Israel. It's a name God gave Jacob. It's a name he gave his people. It means power with God or prince with God. Jacob meant cheater, cheat competitor, and when the Lord changed his life, it wasn't perfect, his name was changed to Israel. What's going on in the world? Israel's like, if you divided all the countries of the world in terms of their size, the size of the current land of Israel would be country number 154, I think. Why the whole world looking at that? I believe it is a war against the roots of our faith. Because as we'll see this morning, God made promises to a man named Abraham more than once, to his son named Isaac, and to his grandson named Jacob, and to their descendants through a burning bush and through Moses 
Joshua, the prophets. We, when you look at the notes, don't get scared. I have off-ramps. <laughs> I don't know that I'll get through all the notes, but um, we can continue this another time. But today I want to honor Israel by looking at the roots. We could talk about their problems. We know there's a terrorist organization, actually two of them that want to wipe them out. And they're cowardly as terrorist organizations are. They don't just kill women and children and the elderly. They hide amongst them. You know, during the Revolutionary War, our soldiers hid amongst the trees and rocks. And the British who marched in a straight line were appalled. But to hide behind babies is crazy. So this is what they're up against. And it's a war to disconnect them from their Land. So let's dive into the scriptures. Honoring Israel, why do the people and the land still matter? Three things in the promises. Promise of the people, promise of blessing, which is the promise of the Messiah, and the promise of land. They are there and they're inseparable. God's promises to Abram, that was his name before the covenant, still matter. We just heard performed by Max McLean, verse 1 of Genesis 12. Now, the Lord had said to Abram. The previous verse at the end of chapter 11 says, Terah left Ur of the Chaldees with his grandson Lot, his son Abram, and his daughter-in-law Sarai. They left Ur of Chaldees to go to the land of Canaan. They stopped at Haran and lived there until Terah died. And so chapter 12 opens with verse 1, the Lord had said, this is past tense, get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Reading that, you would see that perhaps he didn't really leave his father's house, he took his father with him. <laughs> You know, wherever dad lives, that's his house, right, technically? So he didn't leave daddy, and he was honoring his dad, so he's blessed for that, I'm sure. But the context is the obedience was delayed. Now, the Lord chose Abram. He may have chosen others who didn't follow through, but Abram followed through. He was imperfect. When under pressure, he would lie. He would pimp out his wife. I mean, horrible things. But Abram was a demonstration of the grace, mercy, and forgiveness of Almighty God. Who knows that's the truth? If he can deal with a man named Abram, he can deal with you. He can certainly deal with me. Does that not give you encouragement? So he told him in the past, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. Here's an old man, childless. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And we know that isn't just through their inventions, although they have blessed the world with amazing inventions, but through the seed of woman that came through Abraham, through Isaac, through Jacob, through Judah, through David, through Bethlehem, the Lord Jesus Christ. It continues, verse 4 of Genesis 12. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. Then Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, 
and all their possessions that they had gathered and the people whom they had acquired in Haran, so apparently they were there for a while, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem. Can you say promised land? This was the land of promise. Canaanites were in the land. It's almost like they're still in the land. If you look up the origins of their enemies, uh, historians are calling them Canaanites. I don't think they are, but they're still in the land. When God gives you a promise, it doesn't mean it's going to be a joy ride. It means it's going to require some faith. And Abraham's faith is, I believe, something God gave him, but his faith led him into being declared righteous. We're made righteous by faith. Who's been made righteous by faith? Just like Abraham. Verse 7, the Lord appeared to Abram after he got into Shechem and said, to your descendants, I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him, and he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel, and he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Can we say, Abram was a man of God. The next chapter, the Lord said to Abram after Lot had separated from him, his nephew and he, were so blessed and prosperous that they needed to part ways and separate their households. Who knows there's time for a kid to leave home. So the Lord said to him, lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which you see, I will give to you and your descendants temporarily. Forever. Now Abraham received this promise by faith, yet the only land he actually owned was land he bought for a burial ground. And his descendants, some of them were buried there, including Sarai and himself. Verse 16 of Genesis 13, God continues, And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man should number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Two chapters later, after this amazing experience of Abraham being put to sleep, and God gives these promises, walking between the pieces of the sacrifice, Abraham awakes, and he's got a covenant with God that God made by himself. A smoking oven and a burning torch pass between the pieces. Read Genesis 15 sometime. What is that smoking oven and burning torch? I believe it's a pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire that led them through to victory. On that same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, to your descendants, I have given this land from the river of Egypt to the great river. That's from the Nile to the Euphrates. The river Euphrates, the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Cadmonites, the bedbug bites, the termites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, and the Rephaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, and the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. This is a land promised to him. It's called Greater Israel. This is an Israeli coin. They've been accused. Arafat made a big deal out of this in the 80s that on that coin, 
that's a uh, Akrot tin piece, is a seven-branch candelabra lampstand and a map of greater Israel. So when the world started to get all concerned, their defense was, no, this is a replica of the coin we had back in, <laughs> back during the days of the Roman Empire. <laughs> so you be the judge. Is it greater Israel or not? They have never fully inhabited this, and their greatest extent of their kingdom from King David and Solomon, it never took in that. But the enemy doesn't want them to take in that because then he can accuse God of breaking his promises. So all hell is trying to prevent such a thing. Next point. God's covenant with Abraham, his name was changed after the covenant, still matters. Can we say covenant? Genesis 22:15. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven. This is an audible voice and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Remember, he was after offer, offer up Isaac and he went through all the motions and stopped at the last minute and a substitute was provided. Because you've done this, he's tested his faith. His miracle son was going to be given back to God. Here's the promise. Blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. Your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Now, if he can multiply his descendants like that, they got to have a place to call home, do they not? Do they not? I mean, if you're living in an RV and you have a couple kids, you're going to want to expand your territory like we did. We moved from an RV to a, a, a manufactured house. You've got to enlarge your borders. And so the promise of land is in this, although you don't see that. The Lord's renewed oath to Isaac still matters. Isaac also had a visitation from God. In Genesis 26, 2, Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land which I shall tell you. There was a famine, and he was tempted to go to Egypt, probably like his father had done during a famine. Not long after Abraham was promised the land, the first time a famine hit, and he had to go to Egypt to eat. Isn't that something? God gives a word. Here comes the confirmation called resistance. Who's, who's ever been resisted? It's confirmation. Don't go to Egypt. Stay here this time. Live in the land which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants, I will give all these lands and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. That covenant I made with the torch in the oven, smoking oven. I'm going to keep that promise. So he knew the promise to Isaac. He continues, verse 4 of Genesis 26. I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands. Somebody said all. 
And in your seed, singular, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. That is the Messiah, I believe. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Everything God told him to do, he did it. He didn't have all the Torah law, but he had the beginning of it. Isaac's official blessing for Jacob still stands. Sometimes we forget about this official blessing. We know the blessing he got that he lied and cheated to get, cheated his brother out of the blessing. Who remembers that story? You got to read Genesis. It's some fascinating stories are in it. So I don't believe he ever really inherited that blessing. I mean, what you get illegitimately, God's, God's not obligated to keep behind it. So he, his brother found out he was cheated out of his blessing. He threatened to kill him. So before he left, Isaac pulled him aside and told him, don't you marry any of these gals like your brother's marrying because Esau's wives were a pain in the neck. Who knows a good daughter-in-law, good son-in-law is a great blessing. Be a blessing to your in-laws. And then he gives him this blessing before they send them off. This is what Isaac said. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you that you may be an assembly of peoples and give you the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants with you, that you may inherit the land in which you are a stranger, which God gave to Abraham. So he passed on to Jacob the blessing Abraham had given him and God had renewed to him personally. To a guy that really wasn't worthy, but things were honest now. There was no more lying and cheating in this part of the story. And so in the sadness of sending him out, Jacob would never see his mother again, who had had a part in that conspiracy. He gives him this incredible blessing, and it passed through him. So the blessing of Abraham comes through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, not Ishmael. Ishmael got his own blessing. And in two places, he got a blessing. And God will not revoke that either. That's part of the problem we have over there, two blessed people groups. God's words to Jacob's descendants still stand. So he left home having received the blessing from his father. And it reads like it was the next night. He goes to a place, uses a rock for a pillow, and that night has a dream of a ladder going up to heaven and angels going up and down the ladder and God is at the top of the ladder and this is what he says to him. The Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give it to you and to your descendants. Can we say promised land? So God is the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. One God, three generations. This is kind of what inspired our name. And they are all given this promise to their descendants. They never began to see the fullness of it, but they began to see it. Their descendants inherited these blessings. This is why living right blesses your descendants. It just does. God's a multi-generational God, and he has no grandchildren. Next point, God's 
promises Moses through a burning bush. Look at this promise. We know the story of Moses. If you haven't read Exodus, you got to read it. You got to read it. Don't pull the Old Testament out of your Bible. It's a story of faith. This is the roots of our faith through these guys. Exodus 3, verse 7, the Lord said, now this is a bush that's burning, but it's not being consumed. The voice is coming to Moses out of the bush. He's taking his shoes off because he's standing on holy ground. And the Lord says, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, in Egypt and have given heed to their cry because of their taskmasters. For I am aware of their sufferings. So I have come down to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and spacious land to a land flowing with milk and honey. That means flora and fauna. Fauna referring to livestock. Flora referring to honey. Takes flowers for bees, right? To a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanite, the Hittite, and the Amorite, and the Perizzite, and the Hivite, and the Jebusite. So this is God 400 years after Jacob well, including the last years of his life, giving this promise again. Can we say the word important? So they're promised people, they're promised blessing, and they're promised land. God's repeated promises to Israel still matter. Can we say amen? We won't take time to read them, but you can see this in your notes, Exodus 3, 15 through 17, and chapter 6, 2 through 9. These are repeated through God, through Moses. And again, they're to be remembered yearly in Exodus 13, are instructions on, on celebrating the Feast of Unleavened Bread, seven days preceding Passover. And they're to do this because the Lord brought them to this promised land. Read the context and you'll see the land is connected to that. God promised to back up his land promises in Exodus 23, 23 and 31. And Moses reminded the Lord of these promises. Now, this relationship between God and Moses is amazing. God relates to Moses face to face as though he's human. So he relates to him on human efforts. And so God vents, I'm done with these people. And Moses said, no, remember the promises? <laughs> remember the promises? If you're done with them, God said, I'll start over with you. If you do this, they'll say you were not able to fulfill your promise. Amazing. Amazing how we can go to God with our, with our anxieties and with his promises and in prayer remind him. God doesn't forget anything, but he's relating to Moses because he wants them to remember the promises. You see that? Often to the unworthy, his promise holds true. In Exodus 33, 1 to 3, he relented from his desire to do away with them and said, you guys are going to inherit the land. I'm going to send an angel with you. Going to make good his deal. And then, and then Moses said, no, if you don't go with us, we're not going anywhere. We don't want you replaced by an angel. Moses was given detailed instructions for the land. I mean, minute details, borders, all sorts of other things that they were to inhabit and how they were to function in that land. 
including cities of refuge. Their judicial system would have, I think, six cities where a person accused of murder who might be innocent could run, and he was safe inside the walls of that city. Sometimes in court cases, you really don't know who's guilty. And if you're innocent, it's bad, right? So they had a way, kind of a home base. You, you weren't in prison, but you were stuck inside the boundary of a city till things got sorted out. The Torah laws related to this promised land. We see that. And some of these are in your notes as well. You can look at those. We're talking about honoring Israel, and I'm doing pretty good on time, so let's dive into the next section. We want to encourage you today, if you do not have a charity to give to, to consider giving to Israel through TexansForASafeIsrael.org. All one word, lowercase, and click on their menu to find how to donate because they do not provide weapons, but they provide materials that are essential to their survival as a nation. Everything from bulletproofing emergency rooms to uh, bulletproof vests to water, food, whatever the need is. So today we're asking you to consider giving to them. If you want to do it through the church, just write Safe Israel on your check or on your envelope and give it in the offering boxes before you go. Otherwise, check out their website, Texans for a Safe Israel. Who knows Ann Stacy? She's like the president of this. Yeah, right here in Granbury. And she goes to Israel every year at least once. And she's well-read and keeps in touch with what's really going on. And so these are Christians helping Jews in their time of need. They're not buying weapons, but they're buying essential items for their survival. Okay, why do the people in the land still matter? I want to cover this. God's promises to Abram still matter. We saw that. His covenant with Abraham still matters. The Lord's renewed oath to Isaac still matters. Isaac's official blessing for Jacob still stands. God's words to Jacob's descendants from the ladder, Jacob's ladder, still stand. His burning bush promises to Moses stand strong. His repeated promises to Israel through Moses, Isaiah, the prophets, Joshua, their leaders, you can find this is all through the Old Testament. They still matter. These promises are to be remembered yearly. God promised to back up his land promises. Moses reminded the Lord of these promises one time. Often to the unworthy, his promise holds true. Now there is an out from that. We'll see that here in a minute. Moses was given detailed instructions for the land and the Torah laws related to the promised land. Can we say Israel? Israel. All right, I'm just going to go on one more point and then we're going to pray up a storm. Although promised this land, Israel was also warned. This is one of the warnings. There's multiple warnings. Speaking to the children of Israel through the prophet Moses. When you beget children and grandchildren and have grown old in the land and act corruptly and make a carved image in the form of anything and do evil in the sight of the Lord your God to provoke him to anger, I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that you will soon utterly perish from the land which you cross over the Jordan to possess. You will not prolong your days in it, but will utterly be destroyed." So this is Moses to them before they crossed over the Jordan. God's going to remove you. He'll take you out if you're not faithful to him. He's given you this blessing not for you to become a wicked nation like all the other nations of the world. 
Verse 27 of Deuteronomy 4. And the Lord will scatter you among the peoples, and you will be left few in number among the nations where the Lord will drive you. And there you will serve gods, the work of men's hands, wood and stone, which neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. But from there you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. So God is a merciful God. When you're in distress, verse 30, and all these things have come upon you in the latter days, when you turn to the Lord your God and obey his voice, for the Lord your God is a merciful God, he will not forsake you nor destroy you, nor forget the covenant of your fathers, which he swore to them. So here it is. And here's what we're dealing with. I'm giving you this land. I'm keeping my promise true that I made to your fathers. But if you're not faithful to me, I'm not obligated to prevent your enemies from taking you and scattering you across the world. And Jews are all over the world because of fulfillment of this promise. But if you turn to me with your whole heart, I'll remember the covenant of your fathers. There's other prophecies similar along this line. I will bring you back to the land. I'll fulfill the covenant I made to your fathers. So from 70 AD onward, there's been an exile like the Jewish nation has never seen going on 2,000 years since that happened. So much so that the church embraced replacement theology. There's no more land of Israel. It's Palestine. We're the new Israel, the church. They didn't read Romans 11. But in 1948, Miracles began to happen. And we're in need of more miracles. All right? Those of you that are looking forward to the Lord's return and believe it's somehow connected to this, hold on to your horses because this promise still stands too. If they do not return to the Lord with their whole heart as a nation, it could happen again. It could happen again. It could. It's not the most godly of nations. It's as bad as America. There's slavery going on there too. It's on a smaller scale. In the military, a girl gets two free abortions. A soldier. So over 30,000 Jewish babies, oh, Hamas would love to take credit for that, are destroyed by Jewish doctors through abortion. That's something that's got to stop. This has been going on for decades. How many Jews would that be that could be soldiers? Wiped out generations. America's doing the same thing, except in the millions. Tel Aviv wants to be known as the gay capital of the world. And Jerusalem's following in the footsteps of pride parades and stuff like that in Jerusalem. So they need a spiritual revival just like we do. So we're not looking down our noses at them, we're identifying with them. And we have been blessed by them through our relationship with the Messiah. We've been blessed. Who's been blessed? So I, right now, I want us to form groups of three or four, any more than five or six. It'll take too long. But I want us to just, if you're not comfortable with doing this, it's fine. You can just remain in your seat. It's fine. There's no condemnation. If you could form groups of three or four, any more than five or six might be too many. Uh, just introduce yourself to each other and start praying for Israel. Don't talk, just start praying.
Can we do that? Let's stand, stretch, look around and see someone alone, invite them to join your group. If you don't want to do this, just stay seated. It's fine. Let's pray for the Christians and for those who call themselves Palestinians and pray against those who are part of Hamas.
Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for the honor and privilege of working with you in prayer. Thank you, Lord. Revival is here. Revival is breaking out in America. It's breaking out around the world. This awakening that is coming to the world. One of the earmarks that was a little different maybe than past awakenings is going to be worship. Worship is going to be an earmark of this revival. And today, the Spirit of God has laid on my heart this is a turning point for this house. This is a turning point for you. This is a turning point, Pastor Allen. God is turning this thing. Revival is arriving in your house. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I believe it, and I believe it involves congregational singing. Let the people sing, amen. We've got enough stars. They're writing good songs, but God's looking at his congregations, and you guys have a part in worship. Nobody's going to worship for us. Somebody said, ain't no rock going to cry in my place. <laughs> the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. God bless you.